That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. I got peer pressured into buying something and it turned out to be okay. Was it a boat? <laughs> Close. It was close. It felt as if I was buying a board because I did a lot of research before I bought it. And then I ended up buying <laughs> the most popular one on Amazon anyways. <laughs> You're talking about an air fryer. Yes. Air fryer. Oh my God. I fried so many things today. <laughs> I I roasted every possible vegetable I could think of. Give us the details. What is it? What's the model? Cosair, uh, Cosair, I think that's the name. It's one of those bucket fryers. It has this little bucket that you pull out. It's about half the size of my microwave, so oh. which is kind of quite big for a 5.8 quart container. Mm. But it cooked all this shit so fast. Things mm-hmm. that I take forever in the oven. It was just so fast. So I made samosas. Mm. I made some spring rolls. And I made a whole bunch of roasted vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. The hubs and the kid loved it. So they didn't even notice the air fryer until after they were done eating. And they're like, what is that thing over there? <laughs> <laughs> you were like, you're a new mommy. That's who yes. that is. You know, I think I need to get a bucket air fryer because I don't have a bucket air fryer. I have the Cuisinart air fryer that is also like a little toaster oven. That was what was available in Costco, I think. Yes. It's great because like I need a toaster in my life mm-hmm. and I also needed an air fryer. Even though we have plenty of counter space, mm-hmm. I share a kitchen with my mother-in-law. I'm limited in my counter space and I don't like clutter. Yeah. So we got this one piece. Yeah. And honestly, I regret it. I wish I got an air fryer, like a proper air fryer. Because yeah. the Cuisinart one, it's still like it's still just doing what my like regular convection oven does, you know. But it does it faster, doesn't it? I guess the foods that I want to eat crunchy and crispy like that are like French fries, right? And chicken nuggets and like right samosas. Like, and the issue with the Cuisinart air fryer is I feel that the airflow is not quite the same, mm-hmm. so you end up with a soggy piece. I don't love uh. that. You know, so now I've been influenced by you being influenced. And now I'm going to look into (laughs) a small air fryer because Ramadan is in a month. And like I told you over text, I save all of my samosa eating for the holy month of Ramadan. I was just about to say that you look like you've lost a lot of weight. You do. You look slimmer. But then I realized, oh, Ramadan's coming. So she's going to put that right back up. <laughs> yeah, everybody's always like, I bet you lose a lot of weight when you're fasting. And I'm like, no. have you ever seen the way Muslims eat after the sun goes down? <laughs> it's binge eating. Yes. So it's not just like the binge eating. It's And it, and I think it's actually specific to South Asian Muslims because other Muslims don't do this. Like my Arab friends, they don't do this. But South Asian Muslims, when the sun goes down you have one meal first before you pray which is it's just fried things it's like samosas (laughs) and pakoras and if you can batter it and fry it you're gonna do it like yeah everything is fried you have that you go and pray you drink some water then you go back and eat dinner right and it's like it's a lot of fucking food and (laughs) everybody's like oh why don't you lose weight during Ramadan I'm like because we just eat oil Okay, for the yeah. entire month every day. <laughs> but um, yeah, so yes, if I do look slimmer, it's probably 
gonna all come back in like a minute yeah it could also be because i don't have the right bra on so my boobs are really flat and so what looks like it's slimming is just my tits going down to my belly button ah that could be it i know exactly what you mean (laughs) i know exactly what you mean because i can i can hide my boob fat that way too Flatten it and spread it around so it's all hidden. It just goes one big, one plain thing in front. That just it's like a box. You, you oh just. I know exactly what you're trying to say there. I'm not even laughing because this is like serious stuff. I'm dying. Oh my god. <laughs> It's like your boobs are your fupa are your knees. You know, it's yeah. like what it's all one. It's just one. Anyway. It's all one. Listen, mm-hmm. I have a very important question for you. Okay. Who do you think leaked the info to page six in Atlanta? I think it was Kenya through somebody else. Yeah. By the way, what happened to Kenya's gay friend Brandon? We saw him in the beginning of the season. She was on the phone with him, but we have not seen Brandon since. Yeah. Hmm. Is he on a sabbatical? What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All of a sudden he's not there. He was like Kenya's Don Juan and he's no longer there anymore. He was. He was yeah. so much more than Kenya's Don Juan. I wonder if Brandon and Mark got along. I bet they didn't. <gasps> oh, that might have been it. Maybe she like that would be even sadder if she cut out all those pe- other people in her life because of Mark. Oh, now I feel sorry for her. I, I was like, she leaked the thing to page six, screw her. And now I feel sorry for her. <laughs> this is what yeah. Kenya does to us. Yeah, that's the beauty of Kenya more, besides yeah. the fact that she is actually so beautiful. Yeah. But yeah, I also agree with you. I think that it was Kenya, especially because at the Harvest event or whatever that Marlo had, the way that Kenya is like, whoever said it, said it, whatever, who cares? Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, Kenya, so yeah. it was you. And then also she said something, which was, it gave her away. She said, unless it was B. Scott or TMZ, yeah. it wasn't me. Yeah. But then the internet sleuths out there, these geniuses, yeah. they went out there and they found out that the very first headline that came out that said whatever Atlanta strippers cobbled peaches or whatever yeah. whatever that headline yeah. was that was a B Scott headline oh B Scott said those words it became a headline then it went all over the press mm. so it was B Scott and it was Kenya yeah it was like okay Kenya like just be honest yeah just be just honest. be real if you're gonna be messy just like yeah. own your mess yeah like this is just who you are that's fine you're keeping things spicy but also at this point she doesn't have to own the mess because everybody knows it's her she's yeah. not saying it's not her but she's like oh okay it's out so what you you had fun so you own it and that's it she's like okay i have to become relevant again and then one of the ways i have to do that is to talk to the gossip folks and so yeah. i did and so you know it's how the game is played and she's like okay and you yeah. know Portia isn't too bothered by it either she's no. just annoyed by by kenya but she's not too bothered by it why would she be you know what's interesting the people that i think are the most bothered by it are yeah. actually drew and latoya yes who are new to the game yes whereas the others are like whatever and yeah. tanya who obviously yeah. escaped to canada yeah 
Yeah. You may have even left for Canada because... Because of COVID. Or because of Trump. It could yeah. have been any reason why yeah. she left. Yeah. But it was Drew and LaToya really who were like really, really bothered by it. And yeah. I almost feel like Kenya uses LaToya as her little like instigator to just keep the drama. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's so funny because Kenya and her therapy session, which was very moving, yeah. she said, I don't pop off. I don't yell at people. I maintain composure. And that's actually yeah. fairly true about yeah. Kenya. She hasn't lost her cool. Yeah. She just does really bizarre things, but yeah. she doesn't lose her cool. However, she usually has somebody around to, to do that for her. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like a Latoya. Yeah. You know, I really don't like Drew. I don't like her either. I don't like Latoya either. They're hanger honors. Maybe it's the new girl thing where I don't quite like new girls right away. I'm like Vicky and Shannon Bedore in that sense, but I'm not impressed. Uh, Drew and her husband's situation just bothers me. There's so much that she's going to get into trouble with. There's going to be a lot of lot of stuff that comes out of her closet at some point. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like I actually think that Drew is really inauthentic. It just seems really strange to me that in the beginning of the season, mm -hmm. we saw all these real moments between her and Ralph. And mm -hmm. then suddenly over like two therapy sessions, we're to believe that everything is fine with Drew. Yeah. But Drew is popping off in other places. Yeah. The other thing that really bothers me actually about Drew is that she keeps talking about being sexy to keep a man. Mm -hmm. She keeps insinuating how like, oh, maybe Kenya should do this or that. And maybe mm -hmm. it would help her out with her marriage situation. Mm -hmm. And it's like so fucking offensive because you don't just like suck good dick to keep mm -hmm. a husband like that's mm -hmm. not yeah and also having first of all having a husband is not a win in any way yeah. getting divorced is not a lose in any way right and just having good sex is not what keeps a man around like yeah. it's just really bizarre and her husband is not somebody that i if i had a husband like ralph i wouldn't be boasting about how amazing mm -hmm. i am at sucking dick and keeping a man like, yeah it's just i hate her i really yeah. don't like her at I, all. Th I think that's also what women will say when their marriage isn't going well Yes. And they're trying to grasp at stuff that will make the marriage work. And they think they've they're trying to solve the situation. They're fixing their marriage because they know what to do. But in the end, it doesn't work. Yes. That is where I think that is the phase of her marriage that Rue is in. And if she's not honest with herself and if she's not honest to her husband, this is not going to work out. No, ma'am. So, but what did you think of Drew and her singing? What do you think of that uh, dinner or, uh, that they had? Kenya and Drew. So in that dinner, I did think that Kenya was really annoying and dismissive. Mm -hmm. But I can also imagine my reaction to Drew just seeing her on TV mm -hmm. is probably a fraction of what Drew is probably like in person. And if I'm that annoyed with her just on TV, I don't blame Kenya for being annoyed with Drew. Also. Yeah, because also whatever Ken whatever Drew did at that dinner in South Carolina was weird. It's yeah. like all of it is it's like, ma'am, you don't have a peach yet. You need to chill out. Like, yeah. relax. She's yeah. just a tryhard and I really don't like her. And she thinks that she's somebody who can tell people how to be. And I just don't like her. Yeah. And I don't blame Kenya for getting annoyed and being like, I got to leave. Yeah. I don't have time for this. But yeah. Drew said something that was really interesting. She said, I looked in her eyes, though, Kenya's eyes. She just seemed really sad. Yeah. Which is true. Yeah. We've said this. Yeah. Kenya is really sad. Right. But then right after that, she said, oh, maybe Kenya can learn how to lick a man and it'll help her out in yeah. her current situation. It's like, okay, sucking dick isn't going to make Kenya any happier, mm -hmm. man. In fact, why would it? That's how she got <laughs> into the current situation in the first place. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I want to go to a harvest event with Marlo. Oh. <laughs> 
Marla was so cute in setting that up. Doesn't she make you so happy? <laughs> she is. She. I want. She's a good auntie. She's a good auntie. And even in her conversation with Portia, she was like, "I don't know. I feel like I don't want it to be that you guys don't like me anymore because I'm being friendly with Kenya, right? And I haven't talked to you, and I don't want it to be. Oh, we don't mess with Marlo anymore. Yeah. Portia was like, "But I haven't talked to Shamia, and she's my best friend." Yeah. And Marlo was like, "Okay, okay, then I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was such a direct way of talking." <laughs> I'm liking Marlo perfect. more and more. Give her a damn peach. I want yeah. more Marlo. More Marlo and less of Drew and Latoya and all of these other side characters that have just come on. They came yesterday, okay? Marlo yeah. has been there since the beginning. And she has been part of almost every huge situation that has happened on Atlanta. She's been in the periphery doing something. She's been on almost every cast trip. Yeah. We should have, like, why not give her, give the damn woman a peach and give her the pay that she deserves? Yes. Marlo does more than Cynthia, okay? Cynthia is, like, doing nothing. She had a birthday for a long time. Then she had a, the year after her birthday for a long time. Before that, she had a divorce. Before that, she had a vow renewal. And now she's having a wedding that's going forever. And everything that she planned for the wedding has gone wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everything, like, I feel like the universe and God are give, sending Cynthia so many signals do not have a huge wedding during covid your dress won't arrive nothing will fit you Mm -mm. this is all the things that can go wrong will go wrong cynthia just so you get the hint that you shouldn't have this wedding right now but nope she didn't care Mm -mm. do you want to talk about dallas first or new jersey first you just watched new jersey you want to go with new jersey it left you confused and then we can end with dallas as usual with all of her anger (laughs) Yeah, let's do that. Okay, yeah. so I did just watch New Jersey. Uh-huh. Okay, this dinner that they had at Lake George, do you think they ate that big chunk of bread that they were given next to the butter? No. no. I, Nobody okay, it. I was like, there better be like chicken yeah. pot pie in that big chunk of bread because yeah. I, I, these ladies are, they were like ciabatta with lavender butter. Yeah. I'm like, first yeah. of all, not enough butter. Yeah. Secondly, that is way too much bread for these women. Mm-hmm. Marge definitely ate it. Lexi ate the bread. Yeah, Lexi ate the it. I was going to say, not even Marge. Marge is watching her waist, but I think right. Lexi did. Yeah, she did. She's like, I'm not a full me- full cast member yet. I'm going to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Lexi with the bizarro accent. And, like, oh my God. <laughs> like whenever, from- whenever she speaks up, I'm like, who said that? I'm looking at all the main characters. Like who said that? And then I realized, oh, it was Lexi. Okay. I'm like where did that come from? Who said what? <laughs> Camera never lands on Lexi when she's speaking. Have you noticed? Because the camera doesn't care. Yeah, the camera is looking somewhere else and you hear a voice (laughs) saying something and then it slowly pans around and there's Lexi standing next to the refrigerator (laughs) looking into the refrigerator. I'm like, oh, okay, you said that. I was like, who said that? She sounds like she's from like 1920s Brooklyn and also 1920s London. Like, I don't understand what her accent is and it's so bizarre. (laughs) She starts off Brooklyn ends british yeah, <laughs> it's very strange that's going to be the accent the uh, prince harry is going to have in a couple of years <laughs> <Could you imagine? laughs> 
<laughs> Prince Harry talking like Lexi, more just the assistant. That would be amazing. Okay, so this dinner, this last day at Lake George, whatever, they're doing all kinds of activities. They look like they're having a great time. But also that place say. is wasted on them. They didn't do enough and they were like constantly inside the house. I'm like, go out, go out. Okay, but that would totally be me. I'd be like, I have to be in this house and not clean it and my kids aren't here. Yeah, I don't mind being indoors. I would totally not <laughs> but care. But it's Lake George. You sit at the lake. I mean, the Dallas women did more outside than these women did. That's true. All right, I'll give you that. Yeah. So we find out that Teresa is selling her house, obviously, and there's this drama with this Michelle woman. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, this the shot of Teresa's house and all of the black and white flashback mm-hmm. scenes, it made me cry a little bit. No, it did not. <laughs> Even, so, okay, so first of all, when Teresa is going around and showing the places, the producers put that black and white scene over. Yeah, yeah. Teresa didn't feel any of that. Okay? (laughs) Teresa herself did not feel any of that. She wasn't thinking of all of that. She never... It's not like it it comes back and in the interstitial, she talks about the memories we had here. No, Teresa's head was empty as it always is. Okay? (laughs) She wasn't thinking of any of that. The producers had to then insert all of these black and white montages... So we could be, we would feel something for Teresa, and you felt, I felt that. <laughs> I did. I won, they won me over. Okay, Michelle. Michelle shows up, the realtor who has been supposedly talking shit about Joe Gorga owing her, her husband hundreds of thousands of dollars. First of all, Joe Gorga is not making hundreds of thousands of dollars exactly. off of these dumbass events. Okay. Yeah. When Michelle said it to Jennifer at the party, it was $10,000. Yeah. And then by the time we came to Lake George, it was hundreds and thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah. By next episode, it's going to be like you a owe million. him a, a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Michelle shows up at this house. What this this fucking outfit, the full face of makeup, <gasps> the hair. The hair. It was very oh confusing. my god. That it was outfit so with the zipper in the back. Somebody on Facebook called it Michael Kors because it was so Michael Kors to have that big chunky zipper on the back. Yeah. But it barely fit her. I I think the fit was fine. It's just that Look, I'm from the fucking area, okay? Mm-hmm. And one of the things I do love about New Jersey is that even as wacky as their fashions are, like, for example, they were all going out to eat dinner in the backyard yeah. at the lake house. Dolores looked like she was going to a kid's soccer game. What's her name? Jennifer looked like she was going to, like, the Hamptons yeah. at a country club. Yeah. Teresa looked like she was just running errands. It was just a very, they're always just very randomly dressed, but right. I think that's very accurate to North Jersey, like, to New Jersey. That mm-hmm. is is how people dress here you can go to the mall and see somebody dressed like jennifer and see somebody dressed like dolores like that is just how it is but you know what you're not gonna fucking see is a realtor wearing that fucking outfit and having that hair and makeup yeah it's just not gonna happen yeah so it's just bizarre to me it was very obvious to me that she was like really ready for her like big (laughs) shot like this is my chance this shine and also if you go on michelle's instagram page you can really see the evolution of her face like she's really really changed the way she looks yes quite drastically yeah i looked her up before this episode and then i when she walked in i was like this is not the same woman Mm -hmm. this is not the same woman that's on instagram completely different and then she walks in with her posse that she bosses around and she wants to get rid of pictures of no no what keep the picture of no no (laughs) 
I mean, I get it. That's how you sell a house. But, but that at the particular s- house, everybody knows is Teresa's house. I would think <laughs> that in this particular case, you don't take away the personal effect. The fact that somebody's buying a Teresa house is why it's going to sell. Somebody would wa- <laughs> somebody who is a Teresa fan is going to buy that house. I wonder if a house is still on sale. Teresa Judai's house. Because I don't think they've moved from it yet. I don't think it, it would sell. It's such a bizarre house. With It's horrible with the angel wings. Angel wings and windows of different sizes and the turrets and it's yeah it was on the market for 2.5 million dollars god it it. is so fucking hideous yeah it's a hideous house it's a horribly hideous house but i will say i'm looking at these real estate pictures mm -hmm. let me tell you michelle pius did a good job did a great job because like i can't i'm looking at these pictures and i can't tell that that's Teresa's house oh wow she hasn't sold the house Mm-hmm. Because we know that, like, just as recently as a couple weeks ago, she had tipped an Uber driver, Uber Eats driver, two dollars. Really? During, in the middle of a yeah, in the middle of a sto- snowstorm. Uh-huh. In the middle of a snowstorm, somebody from Uber Eats delivered food to Teresa's house, and she only tipped them two dollars. What? And everybody was like, "Yeah, it's Teresa's fucking house. Like, you can't not see that it's Teresa's <laughs> house." <laughs> So, yeah, I just all of it was really bad. I don't know. Clearly, Michelle is not that great of a realtor because Mm -hmm. that house is still on sale. Nobody's Mm -hmm. bought it yet. Mm-hmm. okay now let's talk about jackie and Teresa. yeah this is the thing that confuses me the most okay i watched this i was very confused i didn't understand how I, I almost my feet felt numb i was like what's going on oh my god that's strong reactions are you okay you know I'm, i've been in a funk yeah it could be unrelated to new jersey i don't know but yeah. i fucking hate jackie mm-hmm. i think that's a universal feeling nobody likes her she never has a storyline and she always gets handed a storyline by one of these other women then she bungles it up for the most part she doesn't do a good job with it but somehow she survives and comes into the next year there's nothing interesting about jackie even evan i mean in the scenes i mean yeah he looked good the first season but now i'm looking at him the close-ups nah, he's okay it doesn't look I mean, there's nothing. He's not even that much of an eye candy. Why are we? Why do we have Jackie here? I don't understand how, in a world of Eddie Osefos and Juan Dixons, we're going to talk about Evan Goldsnyder. Like, yes. I don't understand what world right. we're living in, where we think is Evan the better looking one out of the New Jersey husbands. I mean, probably, but yeah. like that's slim pickings. Yeah, and his interactions with the guys also is not fun. It's not impressive. It's like at least Jennifer's husband is funny and his interactions with the guys is something we can talk about and make fun of and something interesting there. He actually puts in the effort. Evan doesn't even put in any effort into this. Yeah, because the funny thing about Bill is that Bill accidentally always says something really bizarre and you're like, why did that man just say that? So it's hysterical. (laughs) And also like the juxtaposition of like prim and proper Bill Hayden next to like Frank Catania. Like it's like hilarious to like see that, you know yeah but like evan just seems so out of place truly in the same way that i believe jackie is out of place right so the reason why i felt so weird is because i've never been on Teresa judas's side in anything ever Mm -hmm. in the years been on tv she's always been a monster to me since day one to be honest everybody talks about the table flip i think one of the weirdest things in the world is a table flip because Mm -hmm. truly why did she flip that table if danielle got engaged 19 19 times times. (laughs) No, who cares if Danielle is a prostitution it whore? Was, it wasn't an even number, even rounded number that bothered her. Okay, it's like 
I why get would it. I you? Why agree. would you get ma- uh, you know engaged in, on a prime number? That's what I would think. <laughs> but like, there's been nothing about Teresa that I've ever enjoyed. She's always driven me completely insane. Mm-hmm. But in this situation, that's what's so confusing. It's like I want to be on Jackie's side because Teresa did do a really terribly annoying thing. So like, Teresa has given me all of the ammo to dislike her. Mm-hmm. But. Imagine being so cloyingly cringy that Mm. you still don't side with Jackie. Like, Jackie is just annoying. Even the interaction she has with her brother who comes over, Mm -hmm. it's just really phony to me. Like, it seems very forced and strange. She always seems like she's yelling at everyone in a weird way. Yeah. You know, it always is like, my friend wasn't very nice to me. Sometimes girls can be mean to me. Okay, shut the fuck up, Jackie. Grow up. Like... This is so annoying. It was just bizarre. But tea and the streets. Uh-huh. I think somebody sent an email to Dumois about okay. and that they were a they were part of production of New Jersey and they just left or they're mm-hmm. about to leave. So they're fine giving out all this information about mm-hmm. the Jersey cast. First and foremost, the most important thing is that they confirmed what we all believe was true, which is that Marge is the best person in the world. Yeah. She's like extremely loving and inviting and really nice and wonderful to film mm-hmm. with. But the surprising thing they said is that Jackie is actually really condescending and really not nice to work with. And this season, Evan quit the show. Oh, Jackie was trying to get the producers to cut the Gia stuff out Uh and that Jackie pissed the producers off by trying to not film with Teresa. So all of this second birthday party, all of Jackie trying to like clean up and Mm -hmm. fix it and all this stuff. This is all because her husband quit the show. That's why she's so sad. That's why she's crying. That's Mm. why every single person she talks to at this party, she's like, you love Evan, right? You love Evan. Tell him, tell him that you love Evan. You love Evan, right? Teresa's wrong. Teresa's wrong. It's like, so he quit Jackie. So he quit and he came back for his second birthday party? I don't know what happened, but I guess this was Jackie's way of trying to correct what happened. You know, she's so obsessed with being like, oh, Evan is so mad, guys. Like, he's so mad. He just wants to hang out with you guys. Mm -hmm. He cares about his reputation. It's not that Evan really cares about his reputation. It's that Jackie really cares about being on the show. Yeah. So she she wants Evan to film. And apparently producers were going to pay a fuck ton of money to Teresa's friend Mm -hmm. who said the rumors to her to get her to come on screen. Yeah. But the woman said no. She's not going to do it. And I think the other thing was they wanted to film Evan and Jackie talking about it with Mm -hmm. each other and with their kids. But Jackie said no because she's like, I'm not having this conversation with my kids. Yeah. But all of this and now watching the show, I'm like, okay, I can see all of that happening. Like I can see how hard Jackie is. Like she's so obsessed and weird. She's bizarre energy. And also like, is Evan trying to run for office? Why do we who he works in finance? His reputation matters. Who has ever trusted anybody in finance? Right. He's, Every, <laughs> he's not a philanthropist. Everybody that we Working know like a hedge who are, fund. Right. Everybody that we know in finance that watched the show commented and said, I work in finance. I don't care about my reputation. <laughs> like this, there are so many things worse that happens in finance that you should worry about that and not this. But maybe Evan is planning to run for office. You never know. I don't know where he works. I don't know what he works on. Is he a hedge fund guy? I don't I even he's know. He's a hedge fund guy. He used to work for Credit Suisse and he was like a higher up and now he's working. Yeah. He's like he's like yeah. a partner in a hedge fund. But this is almost like he agreed to be on this show for Jackie because Jackie is so obsessed with this and she wanted to be on it on this show, which is why she was like, you know, she 
was talking to Risa all these years ago. And then she came on the show. This is her identity has become the show. So for her to have this huge fight and not be on the strip and all this happen and lose a paycheck would become a huge deal. So I think part of that tension is also that if Jackie doesn't remain on the show and if Evan doesn't play ball and come back on the show and be part of the show, then she would lose her career path which is through this. So it's a lot of these kinds of conversations that must be happening in their house. And so she forces Evan, the man that she has not thrown a a single birthday party until this year, he gets two birthday parties. It was just so weird. And it's the second one is only with the cast, not with any of the rest of their friends. It's only with the cast. And that's the thing I found really weird is like, if you care so much about Evan's reputation being ruined with your friends and your family, Mm -hmm. if you care so much about Teresa telling everybody in the cast and then everybody else overhearing, Mm -hmm. then why haven't you invited all the other people that supposedly overheard and now think that Evan is like getting back alley hand jobs at like the gym. So it does, none of it made any sense. You just wanted to film without Teresa, basically. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's really weird and really desperate and really obvious. And it's like, you know, Jackie, like you're not Caroline Manzo. Mm -hmm. You're not doing what you think you're doing. You look really stupid. Yeah. Also, I want to point out that Marge went into a bakery that is located in Tenafly, New Jersey without a mask on. And I'm like, what fucking New Jersey were you in, Marge? That, yeah. Like, you could just walk into a store without a mask on in yeah. June or July, whenever yeah. you guys filmed. Yeah. And they go to this party. There's so many people, even though it's outdoors, everybody's just there. And the minute they enter, they take off their mask and they're walking past other people without masks. The waitress comes over and ha- and her mask is below her nose. I was like going crazy watching all of that. Yeah. I don't know when all that happened because or where because yeah. that was not the New Jersey I've been living in in the last yeah. year. To be honest, the only franchise that is doing a great job handling COVID is Atlanta and Marital Medicine in Atlanta. And even Atlanta, it's like now we're going to get the super spreader event of oh, 2020. I know, I know. But at least until now, they have only been filming with each other and they've been isolated in houses and they're not going out into like public places a lot. And even when they do, it's like one or two of them together and not the whole group. So they've been doing all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's happening in New Jersey. And also Marge said something that I think that's good that I'm going to just remember for the rest of my life. Like, I feel like you you can put this on my tombstone. Okay. She's, they were all like at this party and everybody's like shuffling around and like, I want to get out of the sun and oh, you look so cute. And Marge just goes, you want the truth? I'm a little hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> put it on a tea towel, a t-shirt, my tombstone. I don't care. <laughs> I'm a little bit hungry. I'm like, what a great way to describe me. <laughs> I think most of the time, if you look at me, I look irritable. You know, I've got, we talked about our sad yeah. looking faces. Like, yeah. are you sad? I'm not sad. This is just my face. But to tell you the truth, the truth. I am a little <laughs> hungry. <laughs> so good uh, and it was just like a moment in passing and i was like god i fucking love her so much from now on we should answer anybody who says hi 
hi, how are you? You should answer with that to tell you the truth. I'm a little hungry. You want the truth? I'm a little hungry. hungry. I, okay, my new goal, because today the weather was like amazing and I took the long way home from picking up my kid from school. We went and got, I got a nice coffee. It was amazing. The whole time I was like, I want to just pick up Marge in my car. Yeah. I want her to be next to me and I just want to drive around and drink iced coffees and just chat with Marge. Like that is now my goal is to like hang out in Bergen County and find Margaret Joseph because Tenafly is only like 30 minutes from me. Yeah. I want to go there. I want to hang out with her. I want to become her best friend. I think we should try and get you to do that. Like, comedians uh, in uh, drinking coffee comedians in cars <laughs> drinking coffee or you know whatever that whatever James Corden does with the uh, you know the karaoke, karaoke. <laughs> this would be Marge um this would be Noor podcasting with Marge in the car oh my god I just like I'm obsessed with her I think uh, she's amazing I, and you know I what's so crazy when she first came on, I thought she was so annoying. Yeah, the ponytails and everything. I was like, she's a tryhard, but she got she won me won me over, and now I think she's one of the best people on TV. Absolutely. Yeah. You want to talk about Dallas? Sure. Oh, this franchise makes me so angry. You know, we avoided watching Southern Charm, and we did not watch OC because we didn't want to deal with the over so much stupidity and racism, and we didn't want to reward them. And yet we rewarded Dallas with our watch. In some ways, I'm glad we did because I want to talk about the problematic things. But also in other ways, it is just sucking all the energy out of me. You watch it, you get mad. Then you go online to talk about it or read about it. And you get madder and madder. You watch all the comments that are coming through people just not getting it. And then... It drains me. This whole franchise drains me and I get so tired. Yeah, it's like a fun sponge. It's like sucking all the fun out of the watch for me. Yeah. So when Tiffany jumps into the water and then comes out and says, fuck this shit, basically, is how I'm really starting to feel about the show. Tiffany has had enough and I've had enough. The biggest problem I had with this episode was everybody is acting as if Tiffany leaving Austin and Tiffany having a quote unquote outburst by mm-hmm. running out of the water the, mm-hmm. where a body of water where she cannot swim mm-hmm. and just leaving without saying bye mm-hmm. is more egregious than Brandy sitting at that fucking table and saying what she said and everybody mm-hmm. just silently watching her. Yeah. Everybody's uncomfortable. Yes. Even yeah. Stephanie is looking at her like, what the fuck are you saying? Yeah. And nobody says a damn thing. But it's Tiffany who was, quote unquote, as Carrie says, disrespectful mm-hmm. for leaving a party early. Mm-hmm. Well, go fuck yourselves. And it just, it broke my heart for Tiffany because she said to herself she's like why am I trying to be friends with these people by doing Mm -hmm. things that are out of my comfort zone when even when I do things out of my comfort zone it's never going to be enough yeah I think when Tiffany got out of the water more than anything she was mad at herself yes because I have been there when somebody around you says something super rude you are still processing it and so you end up doing what they ask you to do even though you feel uncomfortable doing it you want you're like I'm still processing Processing. Should I do it? Should I not do it? Fuck it. I'm doing it. Okay. But as you process it, you get angry and angry and you're like, fuck it. I'm not doing it. And then you end up doing it. And then you get angry at yourself for having mm-hmm. complied and been part of that. And you're like, I shouldn't have done it. I should have stood up for myself. I should have said something. I couldn't think of what to say because I didn't want to get mad at them. But 
that is the only thing these bitches understand. So I have to get mad. So she was like angry at herself for having jumped into the water, you know, walked away from the table when when everything started happening. And there's like, oh, let's go jump in the water and all that. Tiffany could have said, no, I'm upset. I'm not coming. I'm not jumping in. And she could have walked away. But she felt uncomfortable doing that because she thought that would make her look impolite. So mm-hmm. she went along with them, jumped into the water. And the minute she did it, she was mad at herself for not standing up for herself and because and she says it when she comes back into the room what was interesting was she was like i'm a robot i do what i am told and that was her way of saying i have worked so hard not to be that person not to listen to my parents and just do what everybody tells me to do and actually speak my mind but here i am doing exactly that so that's why she was she was so mad she was so frustrated and mad at herself in that moment more than she was at brandy she was like i was in an uncomfortable position i was insulted and i didn't speak up and i let myself down because i worked so hard to break out of that mold and i'm trying so hard and i just did not do it i fell back into my usual self of just going along with whatever other people tell me to do even honestly listening to you talk about it right now is like making me emotional Mm -hmm. because i've been in that same place so many times Mm -hmm. and you know your your brain has like two different thoughts and i felt like i don't know maybe this is just me projecting but like her parents voice telling her she's not good enough and then her also feeling that way in this group and then also her parents voice voice is saying don't talk about your feelings yeah don't ruffle any feathers but it's like even though she's doing what her parents tell her to do yeah which is gonna eventually make her be worth more Mm -hmm. according to her parents is still not leading to a place where she is going to be worth more in this group yeah And instead, she just leaves because it's easier to avoid them. And then that feeling of, do these people like me or not? I think these people might hate me, just continues to fester. It doesn't resolve. It doesn't go away. So then you exist the rest of your days in this weird tension of like, I think most of the people around me hate me, but I'm just going to keep working and keeping my head down and moving forward and being successful in ways that my family told me matters. But that feeling that you have, that gap in your heart, like you're Mm -hmm. still a human being. You still feel that sadness. You still want friendship and love and care and people to genuinely like you and to respect you and for people who claim to be your friends like deandra yeah to sit there quietly and not say anything but then later on be like oh brandy that was weird yeah i don't know why you said that and then later on to her own mom be like oh well you know like these ladies don't understand like fuck you deandra you don't understand you didn't speak up for her you didn't stick up for tiffany and she starts to when she's crying in the room and they're like what's wrong what's wrong what's wrong and she's like i don't want to talk about it because i don't want to bring the room down yeah like no let's talk about it let's talk about it it's like you really want her to talk about it when just the day before you yelled at her Mm -hmm. for correcting you yeah you yelled at her for crying do you remember when she started crying and carrie Mm -hmm. was like don't you fucking cry in my face yeah i'm not gonna go beg deandra for forgiveness yeah so now you want her to open up to you it makes no fucking sense right first of all fuck you deandra because you brought this woman into the group and you're not even there for her you are not even paying attention standing up fighting for her and you know she would do that for you she was doing that while you were crying inside the room tiffany was crying for you outside and defending you to uh, to uh, cameron and carrie but uh you did not even I was like when she was crying on the bed I was like where is Deandra and then finally I saw her hand come around and pat her I was like 
Deandra was not even next to her as she was crying. It was so sad to watch that. But then when they all start talking about it, when they come back and then Stephanie says, you know, that was like, that was a lot of things that we threw at her over the, over the course of the two days or three days, right? She knew that they were badgering Tiffany. She felt it, but she didn't say a word then. She didn't say a word to Tiffany then. She didn't Mm -hmm. say a word in support of Tiffany or tell the other women to back off. She didn't say a word then. Deandra says Brandy was feeling was about Brandy and not about her. Stephanie says that it was about Brandy. Carrie says it was Brandy was thinking about herself, not about Tiffany. Everybody noticed that Brandy was what Brandy was saying was wrong. Not one of them, even when they were comforting Tiffany, did not say to Brandy, what Brandy, what you said is what's making her cry. You shouldn't have said that because what you're feeling is about your guilt coming through. It has nothing to do with Tiffany. The fact that Brandy, first of all, said the things that she said in her in her video, insulted all Asians, and then apologized for it, but then came back and told Tiffany to make it okay and make not make uh make it okay for Brandy to be her normal self, help her rehab her image and almost as if it's Tiffany's fault that now Brandy is the one that's feeling uncomfortable that is putting salt on the wounds Tiffany's sitting there Brandy says these things Tiffany is very poised she's very pissed but she's very poised and she's very kind Mm -hmm. and she's very nice to Brandy about it as nice as, as one can possibly be in that situation yeah they all sit quietly they don't say anything to Brandy and then Carrie suggests doing a thing that she knows that Tiffany is not comfortable doing. Right. And somehow that is unity. At no point have any of these women shown any type of solidarity with Tiffany. The entire time, and we've been saying this all season, the entire time, it's all about Brandy's comfort. It's all about everybody, the group's comfort. How does the group feel? Mm -hmm. No, fuck the group. What does Tiffany feel? How does Tiffany feel about what Brandy has just said? And somehow it's still Tiffany's fault and it's still Tiffany in the wrong when Tiffany decides to protect her boundaries and say, I'm not putting up with this shit and leave and go be in a better, more safe place. And I, and I, this is where I believe the problem is with Bravo. I don't believe that Tiffany in that moment had anybody in production that she could talk to and say, I don't feel comfortable right now. I don't think that it's fair that Brandy is here. I don't feel okay. I don't think that there's any type of setup where a cast member like Tiffany could have felt safe. So she left. Mm. She did what was right for her. And Carrie still chooses to scold her. Right. She calls her disrespectful. I was so mad. I am mad right now. I have been mad about that entire episode for so long. It's been like three Three episodes, four episodes of watching them just go after Tiffany. And there is no remorse. They say the right things, but they say it after the fact, much after the fact, not during. And they still don't show any compassion or Mm -hmm. empathy. The fact that Carrie knows what Brandy did was wrong and understands why Tiffany was upset. And then still, still does not spend time understanding Tiffany and making her feel uh, comfortable, but instead blames her yet again for one more thing that she did wrong. And in that situation, it's like Tiffany still takes the blame. Yeah, She still keeps her head down. She still takes the blame because she says, I just didn't want to talk about my feelings. I wanted to avoid my feelings, yeah. right? Carrie doesn't take that cue and say to say, Tiffany, let's talk about your feelings. Yeah. How were you feeling? 
yeah. moment. How did it feel? Tiffany says, what she said to me was really hurtful and really yeah. uncomfortable. And she's like, yeah, but then why did you leave? That was so yeah. disrespectful. Why did you avoid it? It's like she avoided it because of this exact interaction. Yeah. I just told you that I'm upset. And you're now telling me it's more disrespectful for yeah. me to leave. This is why I left. Because I know that you people are not capable of having a real conversation about how Brandy is making this group feel. This entire time, it's been all about Brandy's comfort mm-hmm. and Brandy's Brandy's rehabilitation into being the nice person, which by the way, she's not a nice person Mm -hmm. because her own fucking husband is like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you probably fucked up. You should spend one-on-one time with her. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I think she's boring. Yeah. Um, go fuck yourself, Brandy. Yeah. Yeah. This is why she's with the show because she's probably watching it and realizing what an asshole she is. Or her husband is telling her what an asshole she is yeah also in the previous episodes carrie and cam have complained that tiffany is an elitist and that tiffany is bragging yeah and this episode cam complains that the big drama in her life is how she will sell and buy millions of dollars right. in property cam complains that she has to take off her two thousand dollar shoes mm-hmm. where they'll get dirty and carrie boasts that she doesn't wake up until 10 a.m and doesn't really start her yeah. day until 11 yeah. and carrie's like tiffany and i are all, a lot of like you know people think that she's an elitist and people think that i'm really pushy but we're just misunderstood. No, mm. you misunderstand Tiffany, Tiffany, but Carrie, you are pushy. Yes. I fucking hate her. Uh. I I love Tiffany Moon so much, by the way, you guys. She's a fantastic person and she's really cool to talk to on Instagram and her social media is wonderful. She does amazing things. She's really on top of like all the things that are going on. She's always raising money for stuff. Like she's a really cool person. And I believe as a young brown Bravo watcher from my teenage years, growing up watching Bravo as an immigrant Asian woman, I believe that Tiffany Moon is the future of Bravo. Yeah. However, Bravo needs to really figure their shit out because they need to stop putting people in these kinds of situations. Yeah. It's painful to watch. Yeah. It's, it, it's unfair. It's PTSD from high school. It's so unfair. It's so it's unfair. Really, really it it brings tears to my eyes every time I watch Tiffany struggle through all of this because I identify with all of those struggles. I identify with the anger, that the sadness, how upset she must be and how she's suppressing all of that to just get through those scenes and get through those interactions because these these women cannot even touch Tiffany when it comes to the, her accomplishments. Okay, they are you are they are nowhere close to Tiffany when it comes to accomplishments, and yet they bully her every episode. It's pure bullying. That's what's happening here, and she is being quiet and polished because they are two different groups. Tiffany, if you're listening, leave this franchise and go start another show called Married to Medicine Dallas. Hell and yeah, you would fit in there. That Hell would- yeah. Start a show called Married to Medicine Dallas about your accomplishments. Talk about your work because it's so important to who you are. Incorporate that in your reality show. This group has nothing. They have no connection. They don't identify with you. They're all, you know, just completely wappy, you know, kind of, uh, you know, idiots that they don't hold a candle to you. So the... The whole fact that you are in the show with these idiots is going to just lead to more and more of these situations. These are not your people. So Mm -hmm. you should be in a show called Married to Medicine Dallas. And that's the show that Tiffany should be cast. Hell yeah. And you know what? I'd love for it to be as simple as what D. Simmons is saying about, oh, they're just jealous. But um, they're not jealous, Mm -hmm. Miss Mama D. They're racist. Yeah. 
Okay, there's a there's a big fucking difference. And this is just a reminder again that racism doesn't have to come in a slur. It doesn't have to come in, you know, an act of actual violence. Mm-hmm. Racism comes in many shapes and forms, and this is one of the many shapes and forms that it takes. It takes forms in microaggressions like we've seen throughout the season. Microaggressions that the entire cast has even accepted are happening. Yeah. But they don't realize because they don't understand what microaggressions are. They don't realize that that's what they're doing. Yeah. And I think that people get scared of the label racist because they think immediately you're like a clan member, but everybody is a little bit racist. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're all a little bit racist, but we have to work on it and identify the di- the times when we are being racist and say, oh shit, I did something because of my implicit bias and I mm-hmm. need to unlearn it and I need to fix it. Yeah. Okay. It's okay for that to happen. The issue is that people hear the word racist and they shut down. Yeah. I just, oh. I can't. It's exhausting, but I will keep watching it because I love Tiffany Moon, but yes, absolutely. Oh my God. Married to Medicine Dallas would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many amazing doctors there probably are down there? I oh my know. God, they could get an entire like Asian and South Asian cast. Yeah. Yes. Then you watch how Tiffany behaves there, how she can actually be with her peers and actually show her reality versus here where she has to dumb down everything she does and put away everything she does at work and everything that is major part of her identity has to be packed away and put away when she walks into a room with these women. She cannot use any of that with these women because they don't understand her at all. Mm-mm, not at all. So also, Tiffany took off her shoes in Carrie's house because mm-hmm. she had just been in a hospital mm-hmm. in the midst of a pandemic, and Carrie was like, "I don't want your stinky feet in my house." Yeah, which just goes to tell you that Carrie's a fucking dumbass. But also, as an Asian, I typically tend to take my shoes off. It's very I have to remind myself, oh, I can keep my shoes on in this this house. They probably I get think so it's uncomfortable weird. when I go to someone's house and I can't and I can't take my shoes off. Yeah, I feel co- uncomfortable walking with my dirty shoes on that beautiful carpet (laughs) yeah if you want c diff like tiffany said go for it yeah Yeah, sure you'll be shitting and puking for days but yeah at least your house won't smell like stinky feet right yeah so so weird yeah all right well (laughs) there was also shaman time during this episode i feel like we're gonna get more shaman to unpack next episode and i can't wait to do it because a shaman that does hair oh my god yeah realign my chakras and fix my weave yeah the fact that mamadi thinks everybody is jealous and then she dismisses any negativity that comes towards her by declaring that oh you must be jealous i wish i could do that and that would make me feel superior to everybody at all times that would give me a big shot of confidence at all times because if i could convince myself everybody was jealous of me i could just walk through life feeling nothing no negativity nothing yeah i'm the opposite where i'm like everybody hates me (laughs) yeah i know Even when like we have podcast listeners, I'm like, I bet people are like hate listening. I bet they're listening and be like, these fucking girls are so annoying. I love to hate listen because they're so irritating. Like that's what I'm always so surprised. But but thanks for listening. (laughs) I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk to you next week. Yes. About Summer House. Summer House and Married married to to Medicine. Yeah. Looking so we'll talk to, to you on Wednesday. Don't be racist. Just don't. <laughs> we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Don't be racist. Don't be racist. It's not that hard. You want the truth? I'm a little bit hungry and I need you to stop being racist. Right. Okay? That's yeah. it. That's all we want.